Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to the Uncommon Ministry official podcast for interpretation on scripture from an unbiased point of view, providing insight on how to apply scripture to real life experiences. The revelations and interpretations expressed here hopes to build strong relationships to a higher being popularly known as God through Jesus Christ. Now, this title varies depending on your belief or background. Some call God Yahweh, Jehovah, Buddha, not Buddha, but y'all know what I mean. So this is a commonly title given to Jesus Christ based on my experience that I'm sharing with you today. So the God we know, however you want to give him a title, in essence is the creator that has created the heaven, the moon, the stars, the sky, the universes. That's a creator. Whatever name you choose to give him is up to you, but I'm speaking, giving him this title, this being, this our creator. This Uncommon Ministries purpose, podcast purpose, is to provide insight and guidance on how to distinguish the difference between actual scripture, apart from cliches or worldly terms used that sound biblical, but are not in the Bible. I say this in terms of how, yes, we know the Bible has been translated over the years and written by Roman Catholics, of course, and sorry for the drawn out speech, I will speed it up. Um, there's all these things going on um, as I try and um, do this introduction. But bottom line is, yes, the Bible has been translated uh, over the years. Uh, it's King James Version by King James. We know about the um, massacre of the Christians back in the days under his rule, things of that nature. But I, 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 I implore and strongly suggest that that not confuse the initial intent of the Holy Scripture. It is the oldest known book in history and the creator I believe would not have allowed this book to survive so many years when there was a campaign to destroy all the Bibles in the world or per se in this geographical area uh, and it failed and it failed because the Bible isn't written to the logic of man, but it's written to our spirit. It's the only form of communication, in essence, written that introduces us and connects us to our creator. So the Bible was written to our spirit is basically what I'm trying to say, as opposed to our intellect and our mind. So part of this is to distinguish the difference between what's actual scripture apart from the cliches or worldly terms used to sound biblical that are not in the Bible. In this day and age, you We've noticed that it seems as though there is just straight up blasphemy taking place now where God has become an afterthought to an extent. And part of that is the confusion that has surrounded 
Christianity and its belief. So my goal is to try and help dispel that uh, and share as much experience that I have based on my years here on earth uh, to help form or strengthen the relationship with our creator. Now, I am, I am in no way uh, a specialist at this. I'm, I'm, I'm not the all-knowing. I don't have all the answers. But what I've experienced, it may bless you. And that's one of the main reasons why I'm doing this. I wanted to share this with you. The other purpose of this Uncommon Ministry podcast is to discern between what God actually said in the Bible compared to what the prophets said, both in comparison to what we hear the world claims. So in the Bible, you'll notice there's two distinct categories. It's one category of written word that specifically says this is God speaking. If you had the King James Version or the New King James Version, you'll notice that there are scriptures in red font that specifically states Jesus Christ is speaking, the Son of God is speaking. Um, and then you also have in the Bible where in black font or print, it says God said. So that's how you can distinguish between what God is actually saying, what Jesus is actually saying, as opposed to what the prophets and ministers or the stories in the Bible, not, I don't want to say stories, but experiences from those in that time um, have gone through and have written in the Bible. So it's important that that's a clear distinction because that helped me a great deal growing up when I was reading the Bible to know exactly, you know, who's saying what, because there's a cliche that says the, uh, the Bible is truly state, stated, but not a statement of truth. Whereas I know that's a confusing statement. It's truly stated, but not a statement of truth in that what in the Bible is, has, has actually took place, was actually written. But there are accounts made in the Bible by prophets, ministers, who are speaking from their experience, but not in faith in God. And I don't want to be too complicated with that, but there's a statement that says, um, it doesn't even say that, but that's a cliche that I'll share at a later date. But, you know, there are certain statements that are made in the Bible that is not what God said. But this was how the person went about their life or their decision making um, based on information that is not what God told them. But be, but it is written in the Bible. That is a record of fact that this person actually did say that. But just because this person said that does not mean that was a directive from the Lord God. For example, let me, okay, I know that's cryptic. So, for example, God says, um, Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all, all my righteousness, all these things shall be added unto you. Right? Um, and then the person says, To an extent, All right, I did this. I seek. I seek the kingdom of heaven, but I didn't follow his instruction and nothing was added unto me, right? And, but people will look at that and say, see, God, God's word is not true because this person, you know, 
did this and still didn't get their answers, their prayers answered. But that's their account. That's that individual's account of what has transpired in their life. Not factoring in that they didn't follow the instructions from start to end. Right? God said specifically this. If you do steps one, I'll paraphrase it to another level. God says if you do steps one, two, and three, you will have four. This person did steps one and three, didn't do step two, and is wondering why they didn't get step four. Because you didn't do what God told you to do. So I'm saying all that to say in the Bible is very clear that you try and keep that in mind when you're reading it. Uh, what's actually being said by ministers, prophets, and the like about God, as opposed to what God is actually saying. You want to, or I would say, I strongly suggest that you follow exactly what God is actually saying and use the accounts of the others, the ministers, the prophets, or what have you, as an object lesson as to what not to do if their answers, if their prayers weren't answered, because they didn't follow the instructions in its entirety. So take that into account when you read the word in comparison to, okay, this is what I should not do. This was an example put in the Bible, allowed to stay in the Bible as an object lesson for me to learn from that. If I do what this prophet did, like the prophet did incorrectly, if I follow those incorrect steps that that prophet minister or person did in the Bible, this is the result that the person got from that. So I don't want to do that because I don't want that result. And I believe that's why the Bible was written the way it was and those accounts are in the Bible for that purpose, for you to be able to learn from those their mistakes and not make the same mistake again. God is good because he also puts what he kept, he kept what he said in the Bible. So if you follow what God says specifically, then you'll have the results of what God said. And I propose that in my experience, every challenge that I went through, every setback that I went through or fell short of was because I didn't follow God's example. I tried to do it myself. I went ahead of him. I didn't listen to what he said and I paid the consequences for it. But thank God, thank him for his grace and mercy that it was something that I can learn from and it made me stronger. And I can say that there were things that I followed to a T, his word. I took his word for verbatim following, and he blessed me just like he said he would. God is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. He never changes. And he means what he says, and I can account for that in my life. Okay, so that was a long explanation of the purpose. Um, <laughs> and I'll, I'll try and just run through this real quick. Um Uncommon ministry's purpose is also to provide. I'm, I'm, I also want to provide in this podcast the enlightenment and thought in those seeking a personal relationship with God through Jesus Christ. I say that to say everyone, I gotta be careful, I say not everyone, there's, you have to make a clear distinction between God's creation and God's children. Not everyone is God's child. So this is why I'm saying personal relationship with God through Jesus Christ. We were all created by God. That should be clearly understood through the miracle of childbirth. Right? I don't want to get too deep into that, but we were all created by God. But we're not all children of God. So that should pose a question, huh? How can I be created by God and not be a child of God? It's a simple 
confession and acceptance. Those of you who've been around long enough have probably heard this in some manner or some shape or some form. Greg says, if you accept the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord, Master, and Savior, you then become a child of God. That's a, how can I say, formality uh, that is a foundational piece towards establishing a personal relationship with Jesus Christ is to acknowledge that he is, that he exists, and that he is your Savior. Without that personal acknowledgement, not just in word, but in wholehearted belief and conviction, that limits your experience in terms of relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. So that's how we're all, that's the distinguishment or uh, uh, the difference between those who are God's creation compared to those who are the children of the Lord. I hope that was clear. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, if you have any questions or whatever, reach out to me uh, on this episode. You can find me on, let me plug this in right now. You can find Uncommon Ministry on YouTube. Just type in Uncommon Ministry and you should see that. Um, You can also reach me at um, kbalben at gmail.com. So if you have a question or you need further clarification on that, that's how you can reach me and I'll be more than happy to elaborate further in detail about that. I just don't want to take up too much time with this introduction and in, in, in providing the, uh, insight on what this podcast, Young Common Ministry podcast is about. All right. And then the final purpose uh, that will also be provided through this podcast is inspiration through scriptures that inform as well as uplift God's spirit that exists in all of us. So my purpose as well for this channel is to inspire my fellow brothers and sisters, fellow believers, born again, and those who may be lost and seeking a relationship with God. My job, my purpose with this or job uh, is to try and inspire you through what God says and what he puts in my heart to share with you, to give you that uh, whatever you need to make it through that day, that night, that week, that month, or hopefully that year or years. So that's the purpose of this ministry channel, to do all those things, <laughs> if you remember all the things that I shared. Okay, so that's that's the drawn out, the long drawn out purpose. So now let's get to um, more personal purpose or reason for me creating this podcast channel again um, podcast the there's a there's uncommon ministry on YouTube that you can check out as well it's uh, uncommon ministry you can't miss it uncommon space ministry on YouTube check it out you see a lot of um, a lot of this content will be posted on there as well okay so who am I? Who are you listening to right now? That's a very powerful, interesting question, right? So, I am Kaya Day Bentley, and I've had the luxury and privilege and honor of, uh, you know, basically having a relationship 
with the Lord early on. Uh, I don't want to get too long-winded, but when I was, I would say, 11 or 12 years old, there was an overwhelming sense of grief that took over me. I didn't know where it came from, what was happening. I just knew I just was overwhelmed with grief. It wasn't like I didn't have any parents, although they were separated. Um, it wasn't like, you know, I was abused. Uh, I'm grateful to God for that. Um, it wasn't any of those things. It was just a sense of overwhelming grief. And I'm sure many of you can relate to that because I'm sure some of you have experienced overwhelming sense of grief as a result of being abused or as a result of losing loss, you know, loved ones, um, things of that nature, real, you know, real hard experience of life. And that's not to say my life was easy either. I wasn't born with a silver spoon in my mouth. I was born in the inner city. Uh, I had to live and walk around with, you know, uh, holes in my shoes <laughs> as well. I couldn't afford the latest uh luxury items back in the day was the leather bomber jacket i couldn't afford that i had the pleather one i couldn't afford the british walkers i had to get the british they weren't british talkers but they weren't british walkers um but i, I really like those fake shoes uh to example i wore a hole in them <laughs> so uh get back to the grief so i had this grief and and how my relationship with jesus christ started was simply this i am um, I was just over, overwhelmed with stress, overwhelmed with anxiety, overwhelmed with grief. And, you know, my mother was confused. She was, what's wrong? What's wrong? And she couldn't help me. No one can help me through that grief. And long story short, I just remember singing the song, Jesus loves me, this I know. For the Bible tells me so. Little ones to him, we, to him we belong. They are weak. He is strong. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me, for the Bible tells me so. And I sung that song over and over and over again for probably five, seven minutes, some, somewhere within 10 minutes. And it was then where I, God made himself known to me. And I had a spirit of peace that, ha, that has come over me that I've never experienced before in my life. And it's been with me ever since. And it was at that point that God became real. And I accept Jesus Christ as my Lord, Master, and Savior. Now, no, keep in mind that prior to this, I was already baptized, already got baptized, already did the formal baptism. Um, but it was, you know, formality, right? It was going to church, like my mom went to church, what happened. It was just the next thing to do or the normal thing to do. But it wasn't until that moment that God became real. And that's how I developed my personal relationship with Jesus Christ and been talking to him and fellowshipping with him and uh, praising him ever since. And that's what I hope to be able to be used as a vessel from God to you to help you experience that personal relationship with God yourself. Because it literally changed my life and I'm grateful that that experience happened early on in my life as opposed to later because I've experienced some great, great manifestations um, through my relationship with him and I wouldn't have it any other way. Um, so that's me in general, just in terms of how I became close to God and 
as you stay tuned to this podcast and continue listening, you'll learn other things about me as well um, that I pray will be of benefit to you and uplift you and motivate you spiritually. Um, now, with that said, this was an introduction. Uh, long-winded as it may have sound, it was an introduction nonetheless. So the podcast that I'm starting for those who may not be able to watch uh, Uncommon Ministry uh, in, in your commute to and from your destinations, to and from work, to and from church, to and from wherever. Um, hopefully I can be that voice of upliftment. Uh, I'm a kind of guy that sees the glass half full, not half empty. Although it's been challenging these past couple of years, but either way, it's by the grace of God that I'm able to still uh, have that hope and, and faith and belief, knowing that he's in charge and the silver lining and all the chaos, the peace and all the chaos that surrounds us today. So hopefully I can be that voice for you and encourage you and motivate you to um, carry that on in your life and motivate you to inspire others as well who are part of your circle of influence. Um, So, yeah, having said that. So the next, in conclusion, (laughs) the next upload that you will have or the next uh, episode that you will hear um, within the next couple of days is an episode that I did on the five Bible cliches, which goes into the insight and guidance uh, and the purpose of this podcast to help you distinguish the difference between actual scripture apart from quote unquote cliches or worldly terms used that sound biblical but are not actually in the Bible. So stay tuned for that. I want to thank you for taking this time to actually listen. If you listen this long and you're still here, I want to thank you so much for taking this time to listen. Um, I hope what I've shared has given you something to think about in terms of the creator, his title, cliches, distinguishing the difference between what God actually said in the Bible compared to what prophets said in comparison uh, to the worldly claims. Um, I hope I gave you some food for thought in regards to enlightenment and thought for seeking a personal relationship with God, what my personal experience was. Uh, Hopefully, you'll have your own personal experience that God will become real to you and change your life. Uh, And hopefully, I gave you something to look forward to as far as looking forward to the inspiration uh, through the scriptures um, to uplift your spirit challenge me on that. I hope to come through. I'm not perfect by any stretch of the imagination, but I do try and be the best person that I can be. Um, and as God has blessed me, I you know, I, I yield myself as a vessel to him in order to be able to bless you uh, in, in words of encouragement, motivation, and inspiration. Um, so yeah, thank you again for s- staying tuned. Uh, and look forward to the next podcast episode titled uh, 
the five cliches, uh, the five Bible cliches. I'm, I'm pretty sure that will be informative. I'm sure you'll it'll give you a lot of food for thought about that, um, and hopefully get you uh, on the path towards finding out how to grow closer to the Lord and, and remove any of the confusion and the inconsistency inconsistencies and the lies um, about God and, and, and him. And one final note with that, um, this is an abstract thought I'm throwing out. Keep in mind never to throw the baby out with the bathwater. I know that's a bad analogy, um, but it's just saying you wash in the tub, you know, I don't want to keep using the term baby, but you're not going to, just because the, 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 the water in the tub is dirty, right? You don't, you're not going to, th- and, and there's, there's the baby in the tub. You're not going to throw out the baby with the dirty water. You're going to get rid of the dirty water, but you're going to keep the baby. So that's just, I, I'm posing that as the same analogy to take towards the Bible. Um, discard the scripture that doesn't apply to you, as I gave an example, object lessons and the prophets and the ministers and ministry, and they not following through on what God says, and they did their own variation of it, and this was their result. Don't throw out the whole Bible because of their mistake. You know, keep the Bible, take the good from the Bible, learn from it and what God says, apply what God says in your life, and use their example as what not to do. So keep that in mind as you listen to the podcast. That's the track that I'm on. Um, That's the purpose that I'm striving for to motivate y'all. Again, thanks for staying tuned. And I look forward to speaking with you on the next episode. Peace. God bless. Be well. Stay safe. Stay healthy. In Jesus' name.